Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Today on CityCast Philly. Seven years ago, the city committed to stopping all traffic deaths in the city. That plan is called Vision Zero. But more people actually die on the roadways now than they did when the plan started. I'm speaking with a reporter about what's worked and what still needs to be improved to make Philly streets safer. It's Monday, October 16th. I'm Trinaynery, and here's what Philly's talking about. Ben Sill, you're a freelance reporter who recently wrote about traffic safety for Grid Philly. Are there intersections or roadways in the city where you feel the most unsafe when you're driving or walking around the city? When I'm in my car, I think it would definitely be Lincoln Drive and Kelly Drive. I, I don't for know sure. how yeah. I don't know how you could feel safe on any mode of transportation in those areas. And by bike, it's pretty much anywhere where the grid is disrupted, you know, anytime people are, are crossing a street and it's not in the gridded area, it's worrisome to me. Yeah. So Lincoln Drive has those windy, tight lanes. You're supposed to do 25 miles per hour, but... I don't think a car has ever gone 25 on Lincoln Drive. Yeah. I also find Vine Street and Broad, Vine and Broad, is a really yeah. scary place if you're a pedestrian. It's a lot of the city. I think, I think that's why we're talking today, is that there are a lot of places here, whether you are walking, rolling, biking, driving where it feels unsafe, um, and it is unsafe, I think, unfortunately. But Ben, you looked at how Philly is doing in terms of reducing traffic deaths. So how are we doing? Not very well. Um, I'm sad to say that I, I think really the, the, the data bears out that in the past few years, since the pandemic started especially, we've seen more traffic deaths than ever before in the decade or so prior to the pandemic, we were maybe around 80 to 90 traffic deaths a year on average. And right now we're looking past 120 per year. It's a pretty big spike. It's a concerning spike. And it's something that I think a lot of people within the city are trying hard to address it, but struggling to come up with the right answers so far. Now, are these traffic deaths involving car crashes or pedestrians? Like, how do, how do they classify this? So this is all deaths involving auto traffic. I think it's important to note here that the number of people who die while walking or rolling is more than the number of people who die in the city while in a vehicle. I think really in terms of traffic safety in the city, it's primarily a pedestrian issue. Although I should note that we've had, I think, eight people die this year on bicycles, which is as much as we've ever had in a complete year before. So th this is really a concern, but it's a concern in large part because cars are really dangerous. And when cars collide with things, it, it results in, in death, unfortunately. So back in 2016, the city implemented Vision Zero. Tell us about this plan. 
Vision Zero is a really wholesale process and, and plan to reduce traffic deaths um, and serious injuries. And so the city has set about trying to calm traffic in certain places, whether that's with speed bumps or reduced speed limits. The city very notably has made significant changes to Roosevelt Boulevard with automated speed enforcement that has done quite a lot to reduce speeding and reduce accidents and deaths there. Automated speed enforcement is speed cameras that will send you a ticket in the mail if you are caught speeding. Speeding dropped something like 90% on Roosevelt Boulevard after the automated speed enforcement was put in. And with the automated speed enforcement in particular, the city is looking to potentially spread that to places like Lincoln Drive, Kelly Drive, Henry Avenue, where they think that there's a really good opportunity to, to decrease speeding and, and increase safety. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ben, what other interventions has the city tried to do to make our roads safer? Increasingly, the city is starting to build up these slow zones, which are sort of neighborhood efforts to address traffic that's outside of what they call the high injury corridor or the high injury network. That's the 12% of city streets that result in 80% of traffic deaths. And so that high injury network is really where the bulk of the attention goes, but the city is doing more and more to try to bring the attention down to the neighborhood level where people might feel unsafe just in their own, uh, you know, five block radius, let's say, around a school, around a park, something like that. Yes, I have experienced that personally. I wish there were some more interventions on the roadway uh, near my one of my kids' schools. Yeah, in the slow zones, the city has had some good success. They have seen no serious injuries or fatal crashes in those slow zones since they were put in, and crashes overall fell 75%. And that's really through really simple measures, speed limits of 20 miles an hour, speed cushions, raised crosswalks. These are the types of things that the city is hoping to spread to more places and and more slow zones. The city has been working on bike lanes. It's certainly slow progress, I would say, as a cyclist myself. And not many of the bike lanes we have here are protected in the ways that you might like. But there is an effort to increase, and I think the goal is 40 miles of bike lanes by 2025. But the city is working to promote cycling and and make people safer in that way. But really, the the whole of Vision Zero is sort of a smattering of, of different ideas and programs throughout the city that are all targeted toward this one goal. But now, Ben, seven years later, traffic deaths aren't declining. The city recently held a press conference to praise some of the work that they've been doing towards Vision Zero. Why is this not working well enough to make traffic deaths less common? You might not be surprised to find that a lot of it comes down to budget. It's a hard reality in Philadelphia that so many questions come back to, we just don't have the money to do it. Mm. The Vision Zero budget 
was something like, I think, a little over $23 million um, last year. And if you look at New York City, very different city, of course, but they have committed $3 billion into their capital budget over the next decade and roughly $200 million on average per year in their expense budget to pay for traffic safety improvements. And Philly, you know, we can't pave our streets even. Um, we've fallen way behind on really simple things like paving our streets that are part of the process of building a safer network of, uh, of roads and streets for people to travel on. And I think ultimately it's gonna take a lot more money for us to make the changes that we need to. The city is making progress there. They've brought in, I think, something like $200 million in grants and outside funding to contribute to this effort um, in the past couple of years, but it's gonna take more. It's just always gonna take money to make significant changes to our infrastructure and we are not a city, unfortunately, that has a lot of money to spare. Ben, you also spoke with some community activists and people taking matters into their own hands in their own neighborhoods to make roads safer. Who did you speak with and what are they doing? Yeah, you know, I, it's, this is an interesting part of the story. I think when people see that the city isn't stepping up, they decide to step up themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I spoke with Dave Brindley, who uh, in, in West Philly, he, he sort of became notable several years ago for setting up traffic cones to just create a makeshift protected bike lane at 37th and Spruce in an area that is pretty concerning um, for pedestrians, for cyclists, and, and where cars are coming and going. And that actually held up for a period of years. Just his cones were enough to serve as some amount of protection, but also sort of an indication to the city that this is an area that needs attention and we need to fix something here. Um, eventually, when it got repaved, they put in flexible delineators, the type that you see on our protected lanes throughout the city. And they've sort of helped to address the problem, but there's actually still a part of that street where his cones still exist and, and protect a little bit of the end of the lane there. I think you, you see that there are examples like this in small places throughout the city where people are putting in their own speed cushions, they're painting their own surface treatments right onto streets. They're really doing whatever they can to try to make their neighborhoods safer in lieu of the city coming in and doing it itself. Now, can we legally just put up a speed bump? I don't know about legally. I think if you ask the city, it's something that they don't necessarily endorse. But I think, um, you know, if, if you talk to advocates, they'll say that it's maybe not the, the right thing, but we appreciate the passion, I think, is what one of the folks I spoke with in the city told me. But they don't want traffic control devices coming out of nowhere. They're not designed for the roadways and, and they're not being put in necessarily in the safest and, and most effective ways. So it's a little bit of a, a guerrilla effort, uh, I would say. Now, does Vision Zero work anywhere else? Are there other examples of other cities doing a really good job with reducing the number of traffic deaths and that, you know, we could copy here in Philly? Yeah, I think Hoboken and Jersey City are two really good examples. They are certainly smaller cities, but they are places that have had really good success. They've They've reached zero, which... As I said in the story, I think that the name Vision Zero seems kind of like a cruel joke for us here in Philly. Those places have done it with some of the small types of efforts that I think Philly could do more of 
daylighting, which is, you know, creating a little bit of space at intersections so that pedestrians and cyclists and cars can see each other. Uh, it, it seems simple, but when you actually enforce that space, it goes a long way toward making it easier for people to travel safely. Another small idea is leading people into the intersection. So allowing pedestrians a few seconds before cars are allowed to go after a light changes so that they are in the intersection safely and have sort of taken their ground before cars think, oh, I'll just cruise right through here and cut off somebody who's uh, just entering the intersection. These are small, small ideas. They're not necessarily incredibly expensive to, um, to spread throughout a city. And I think they're the type of things that if we pick up on them, we might be able to find some more success in reducing traffic deaths and serious injuries. For sure. That's Ben Seal, freelance reporter here in the city. Ben, thank you so much for chatting with me on CityCast Philly. Thank you, Trinae. We'll have a link to Ben's full story in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about what ways we can make our streets safer, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with an episode that might warm your soul. See you then. Bye. Bye.